pushing the edge, but not our buttons. Okay, this resonates with me because it sets up the idea that if we are working toward specific goals, we cannot live in our comfort zone. However, this also doesn't mean that we should be pushing ourselves over the edge with extremes. Extreme efforts for weight loss, extreme efforts in health needs, extreme efforts for financial gain, you name it, but anything in extremes is not sustainable. So where do we find that fine line of pushing the edge but not our buttons? Tune in today as an international speaker and best-selling author, Danielle Mangana, defines the importance of small actions or micro-shifts that continue to push the needle forward toward our goals. Get excited. We are getting spoiled with not only great content, but also a great accent. Are you ready? Stay tuned. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me. I am your host, Lindsay House, registered dietitian, private trainer, accountability coach, author. I have been working with clients for over 13 years, passionately changing the culture of health and fitness. I'm out here smashing scales, helping individuals rewrite the rules to what success looks like in their life. I want to change generational thinking, no more all or nothing mentality, get rid of the diets and believe in the individualized journey. We are stronger than we will ever accept and beautifully made just the way we are. Keep your eyes on your own paper and trust your own path. Thank you for trusting me and letting me be a constant encouragement through your week. Let's get this motivation started. Welcome to your podcast, Direction Not Perfection. Happy Podcast Friday. Welcome to episode 137, Micro Shifts, Pushing the Edge but not our buttons. Today, I interview Daniel Mangena after receiving a late diagnosis of Asperger's and experiencing what can only be described as life-shattering trauma at the age of 20. Daniel spent the next seven years struggling to keep these revelations and events from spilling into every area of his life. As a result of his struggles, Daniel built a simple four-step system called the Beyond Intention Paradigm. Initially, this was built as a lifeline grappling with suicidal thoughts. Beyond Intention was born, transforming Daniel's life from misery to celebration. Through his own struggles, Daniel found a path to lasting joy and purpose, and he wants nothing more than to share the tools that saved his life. Through Daniel's motivational talks and inspirational messages, Daniel shares his vision of empowerment and joy. His books, his Do It With Dan podcast series, his regular blogs, published articles, and worldwide workshops have helped thousands of people across the globe. His prolific work recently earned him a spot in the Wall Street Journal as a master of success. All right, please help me welcome international speaker, best-selling author, and Wall Street Journal Master of Success, Daniel Mangana. How are you? I'm very groovy, Lindsay. How are you doing today? I am wonderful and was so excited about our chat and all that you have to offer. Um, is this a little premature to just ask this right out of the shoot? You have a tagline of dream with your eyes open, and I want to know <laughs> what this is about. <laughs> So it was really interesting. My second book, The Dreamer's Manifesto, actually sought to answer this question. Um, Dream with your eyes open. It, I don't know where it initially came from. I remember that I just started saying it and really loving it. 
um, dreaming and the dream concept is plastered everywhere. I'm Dream CEO on social networks. My company's Dream HQ. My website's Dream with Dan. And there are different levels to it. But ultimately, the entry point of the rabbit hole is it's all very well and good to dream, dream big, yes, but do it with your eyes open, go and do something about it. So an action part in there. I like it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? I feel like you have a big story to tell and it would help our <laughs> listeners just to get to know you. <laughs> sure thing. So I'm from East London in the UK. Uh, my mom and dad emigrated from Zimbabwe in Southern Africa in the 70s. Um, they emigrated because my dad wanted to go and do his PhD. And so that's what happened. Uh, my older brother and sister were born in Zimbabwe. And then they moved when they were, I think, two and four, two and five, something like that. I grew up in East London. Um, and then I left the UK 2018. I left the UK and came to Mexico. Uh, it was actually my third or fourth attempt to immigrate away from the UK, but something always went wrong. Uh, so this time, uh, having left, I haven't actually gone back. So I live in Cabo now, uh, just at the, the tip of the, the Baja Peninsula over in Mexico. I've got an uh, uh, eight-month-old son, five-year-old stepdaughter. Um, my wife is of Russian ancestry. She's Russian-American. And uh, yeah, I get to do this every day now, speaking to people about bringing more abundance to their lives and looking at the different ways they can express that abundance. Oh, that's amazing. And you have the perfect voice to do it. I'm sure people tell you this all the time, <laughs> but we could just sit here and listen to your accent all day. <laughs> um, when I started, when I walked away from my consulting business to do what I do do now, um, I wanted to sort of go somewhere with a fresh start. And, and, and I just ended up this side of the water because this is where my work was resonating with people. And it was after a while I realized, oh, it's the accent. I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm probably gonna stay here. So I've just been this way because I was thinking about moving out to Asia because um, there were some parts of Asia that I really loved. I was thinking about moving out there. Then came here, met my wife, ended up getting married, moved her down here from New York to be with me as well. And uh, yeah, we just ended up this side of the world now. But the accent definitely has uh, not been unsupportive in getting the way out there. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> So I want to dive into, you do have quite a few books out in the world. You have some journals. I wanted to dive into this for a second because you mm -hmm. mentioned how, and actually this was more, I think I pulled off your podcast, but you have a podcast called Do It With Dan, and I will put all mm -hmm. of your stuff in our show notes so other people can go out and discover you as well. But you mentioned how you invite your listeners to choose to live an abundant, joyful, and purpose-driven life. And you say that you provide mm -hmm. tools and guidance for more success and more abundance. And as you know, you're kind of living in the health and fitness community while you're on direction, not perfection with us. So I was just curious, mm -hmm. where do you have stories or do you have anywhere that your head goes as far as bringing more abundance or success into, into mm -hmm. health and fitness, nutrition, all of it? So what's really funny is that, so my focal area, like my magical space what i'm probably known for most is helping people create more financial abundance but what people don't realize is that the reason why i do that is because it's measurable and tangible and also people stood up and listened to me when i said hey i'm going to help you be a millionaire but it's not actually where i cared about really working with people i just wanted people to live life on their own terms and that's in their health in their relationships in their money yes so it started off, I mean, I, I grew up my coaching business to six figures in four and a half months, working with supporting people in creating financial abundance. People listened when I said that. 
But the crazy thing is people that do my work with abundance, their health improves, their relationships improve because what we teach something called bleed theory, which is recognizing that as humans, we're not actually separated in these areas as we believe ourselves to. We have belief systems that create these boxes and these categories of self, but really we are just a whole self. And if I am an abundant person and I allow that abundance to spread, then it will be expressed everywhere, including in my health, including in my relationships. So um, I just want people to be encouraged that working on their health may be the thing that's blocking them actually experiencing more love and more financial abundance. And actually, they can look at these other areas as to clues as to the challenges that they're facing in taking the steps that are going to support them in actually um, stepping up their health journey, too. So looking at everything more holistically and integrated. Oh, I love that. And I completely agree. I feel like the success leaves clues part of that to look back and that we can Mm -hmm. see where Mm -hmm. we've had success in other facets of life, like you're talking about. And then I believe Mm -hmm. strongly in ripple effects. And that's what you're talking about here as well. When Mm -hmm. one area flows, it just naturally leaks or like you're saying bleeds into the next. So thank you for explaining that. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, can then so let's go financial for a second and see how it bleeds over into this area as well. Mm-hmm. When you talk about abundance, or I'm guessing that it's like stories that people tell themselves how we can be stuck in a story that we grew up in, because I see that a lot in the fitness world. Let's mm-hmm. go financial for a second and kind of pull that into, into fitness or nutrition. Well, I think again, um, whether we go financial, whether we go relationships, whether we go fitness, it's really about what the image the person has of themselves, which generally will have the same root. If someone has a loving image of themselves, it's going to be expressed everywhere. You're not going to have a loving image of yourself and have a shortfall here. So wherever there's a shortfall, there's something in that foundation, in that source code about your worthiness to be whole, your worthiness to have and receive, your worthiness to be and expand. And so again, yeah, we could look at those clues Um, We can look at what the stories are, but if anyone thinks, oh, I've got a lot of money, I'm successful, but then your health is taking a shot for it, then you're not successful. You're an unsuccessful person with a lot of money. You're Wholeness is wholeness. There's no like, oh, I'm whole except for, I'm completely except for. There's really no bypassing that. And so anyone that's telling themselves a story that they don't need to look at their health you know, ask anyone that's had a billion dollars as they're sitting on their deathbed, you know, years too early because they didn't take care of themselves, how they feel about it. And I'm pretty sure they'd exchange all that money for a little bit more time. So I just want people to be encouraged not to actually look at this separation. You know, I'd love to not even go into the finance, but to stick with the health if this is where the challenge is. So we can actually see where those gaps are and then look back at the money, look back at the relationships, look back at the, the career success and start to pull that as a, as a guide, it's like saying, oh, I can actually have wholeness because I've got it there. I just need to allow it to be here and start to uncover the, the parts of me that are saying that I can't have it here or I can't have yeah, it here. So good. Yeah. I love that. So you do workshops, these beyond intention workshops. How do you, can you give us just an overview of how you'd be guiding individuals through these processes? Sure. So um, the subject of my um, book, Stephanie Beyond Intention, which is over my shoulder there, we just put out a new edition. Um, it's my Beyond Intention paradigm. And Beyond Intention is four steps that we can use to break through stuck states, to develop deeper agency in what we're doing in our life, to be more intentional, to have more success. 
Uh, and those four steps really are the journey that I went through in actually re- rebuilding my life. Um, I actually made and lost two multi-million pound fortunes by the age of 23 years old, then got diagnosed with Asperger's at 27. There was a whole thing with suicide and that's a completely other story. But the journey that I went on bringing myself back from that, I actually went back and tracked those steps and put together Beyond Intention as a model that other people can follow. And now that's what we use to support people in creating financial abundance which they can then use to actually improve the other areas of their life too and have that, that joy and that abundance and that, that purpose-driven life that we spoke about. And so the first thing is what we call accept. Step one is accept. And, and the, the, the real thing with accept is the mindset with which I approach the life that I'm living. It's recognizing that as much as I might like to blame other people, as much as I might like to um, shift responsibility, When we look at a simple idea, which is what I call common denominator theory, there is only one thing that's present in every experience in your life. Your mum might be there for most of it. The person that you want to blame might be there for some of it. Um, The government's there for some of it. Your teacher was there for some of it. But there's only one person that's present in every single thing, and it's you. So regardless of how much responsibility that you want to take on, you have to look at a very simple mathematical fact that if you want to have the widest ranging impact, change you and then the substance of every single one of those people places and things in your life and your relationship to them has to change also because you've changed so it's just a logical place to start even if you don't really want to get into the responsibility quite yet um and that's where we like to start people just accepting that mathematically there is only you that's there everywhere uh, and present in everything and so this is part of your journal too, not to interrupt, but like you, you label out these mm-hmm. four points and acceptance is the first part. So if somebody was journaling about this, what would a brief mm-hmm. journal entry look like about acceptance? Uh, I like to look at where we're not accepting because by looking at where we're not accepting, we can see where there's space for us to grow into more acceptance. So look, um, there's something that we call uh, the scale of blame when we're coaching with people. Who are you blaming? Right? Who are you saying is responsible? You know, some people use government, they'll use... Um, parents they'll use the devil they'll use a spouse they'll use the kids like who are you saying is responsible for you having something that you don't want or not having something that you want and just diving into that and exploring where can I backtrack and start to find some inciting incident some choice something that I did me in order to actually lead to whatever the result was and this is going to seem really random at first because like well that person did actually slap me in the face okay well let's dive deeper how were they even in your space in the first place to to slap, to, to slap you like okay what are there other people that don't respect you how can people respect you if you don't respect yourself maybe the point of acceptance there is that i'm responsible for actually setting boundaries of love and respect in terms of the people that i allow into into my life so just backtracking from there i think is a really powerful place to start oh great yes backtracking okay thank you mm-hmm. all right number two is clearing i think if yes. i'm looking at this yes, right yes <laughs> look at you doing your homework so <laughs> clear is um clear is an interesting one so one of the most powerful books that i read over my journey was the power of now okay by eckhart tolle the difficulty with that book for me is that i'm on the autistic spectrum i'm neurodiverse so you just telling me being the present moment without telling me how to get to the present moment i'm not going anywhere i'm going to be stuck trying to work out how to get to the present moment mm-hmm. and so i actually went to dissect the idea of what the present moment is and is not and what I can do to actually get to the present moment. And I actually realized the present moment isn't, need, isn't somewhere that we need to go. And this was a big, 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 big thing for me, big epiphany. 
The present moment's always there, but I'm not always available to it. Why? Because I'm somewhere else. I'm in the present or I'm in the future. I mean, sorry, I'm in the past or I'm in the future. Yeah. So clearing step two of the beyond intention paradigm is letting go of the past, letting go of the future. So I can be present in the only place that's real now to actually do something with the responsibility, the agency that I've taken on in step one. So I can actually create something different going forward. So it's a very practical step of the process. Um, healing may be required, forgiveness, some therapy might be required. Um, I mean, we've got a whole clearing tool encyclopedia. We've got a free resource for people to get on the website that gives you different modalities and tools that you can use to start healing and letting go of the obsession about the future, positive or negative, or obsession about the past, positive or negative, so I can be present and actually do something different. Right. And do you always feel like this is the work step? Like this is the one that you have to keep repeating and doing over and over again, because people are going to want it pretty instantly. Like I want to clear and be in the present, but it it, it takes mm-hmm. time. I think one of the, the reasons why people kind of like our work, you know, a, a lot more is because we're realistic, you know, and one of the things I love to say, even if you're 15 years old, you spent 15 years learning to be the person that you are today. It may right. take more than 30 days of watching that YouTube video every morning for 10 minutes for things to change um your body's going to be hardwired in with neural pathways saying that this is how i behave your autopilot's going to be set and programmed and hardwired sometimes through trauma to behave a certain way so eliciting a different auto response is going to take time it's going to take love it's going to take compassion and jumping head step four is recognizing that that we're not going to be switched on all the time we're human we're not going to get it right. Even that thing that we think that we've learned or we've overcome, there is space for you to still keep going back to it. And it's giving yourself grace so that when that reversion does happen, go back to step one, except, okay, this is what I've done, but this is what I'd like to go. I accept responsibility for this, getting back to the present and then step three, reconnecting again to what we actually want to experience. Okay. So just so everyone's hearing this as we keep moving forward, number one, acceptance, number two, clearing, number three, now gratitude yes Mm -hmm. um when i looked at my own journey because i've I've been in this kind of work since i was about 16 17 years old um and i developed a model that i was using previously called vision purpose faith gratitude have a clear vision act with purpose have faith in it and then live life with an attitude of gratitude Mm -hmm. one of the key things that created the shift for me as i was rebuilding my life from about 2009 2010 was making gratitude happen before the thing shows up before I was grateful for it afterwards. And I was, I had faith that it would show up, but a magic happened when I actually started to connect gratefully to something in advance. And really what it comes down to is expectation. As I was journeying through and, and looking at the science of reality and how it's constructed, not the pseudoscience, but the actual science and looking at energy and matter, not pseudo woo woo, but literally energy and matter, everything being energy vibrating and moving in and out of form. I came to see something in what quantum physics was telling us about the movement of energy from non-form into form happens according to instruction. We as humans are given that instruction based on our expectation. If I'm getting grateful for something in advance, I'm actually demonstrating one of the strongest forms of expectation that something is going to happen. And that allows me to call in more of what I want. Fear is a form of expectation. Faith is a form of expectation, but I found gratitude to be one of the most, the strongest embodiments of expectation. So when I'm working on a goal, when I'm looking at um, having my blood sugar down to a certain place or my, my, my blood pressure or having my, my body fat to a certain place or my weight at a certain place or whatever it is that I'm working on with my fitness, 
if I'm looking with expectation, with grateful expectation for that thing to actually show up in my life in advance, mm -hmm. I'm actually commanding that to come into my reality. When I'm doing that in the present moment, the only place that's real, instead of trying to create in the future, create in the past where that's not possible. When I'm doing it in full agency, saying I am the author, I'm actually commanding from a place of power, things start to move. Things start to happen. Magic starts to happen. So if somebody doesn't truly believe that they can ever accomplish that goal, that they are never, they can never see themselves down 20 pounds. They can never see themselves living off of these medications. We're really like mm -hmm. hindering our ability to ever get there in the first place is what you're saying. But there's a magic trick to get around that. Lindsay. Okay. It's one of the principles we teach micro shifts. Micro shifts gets around that because we're human. The fact is mm -hmm. if we've never been, or we don't remember being 20 pounds lighter, Someone coming on and saying, just accept and expect that you're going to be 20 pounds lighter. Yeah. We, can, we can put as many affirmations out into the world and do as many positive visualizations. If we don't believe it, it's not going to happen. The reticular activating system will cut you off from seeing the possibilities, will stop you seeing the progress for it, yeah. will actually have you moving and having actions and behaviors that are actually going to be detrimental to it. So we don't shoot for the 20 we look at what's within our realm of possibility and we push the edge on that just a little bit. I call it pushing your edge, but not your buttons. If the most you've ever lost is two pounds, then start with two pounds. Yeah. Do that a couple of times, celebrate that and say, hey, I've done two a couple of times. Let's try three. There's some discomfort there, which is necessary for growth, but not so much that it's putting us into shutdown. It's putting us into, into fear. It's putting us into contraction. Find where your edge is and push it a little bit and keep doing that consistently. And that 20 pounds will be gone quicker than you think. And this buzzword that you're saying is micro shift. Is, micro am shift. I hearing mm -hmm. micro shifts? Yeah. Yes. So little by little, a little becomes a lot. Like it really is the slow and steady wins the race compound effects. Like keep, keep trucking along at a pace that you feels. You said the magic there with compound. You said the magic word there with compound effect. Because what I found time and time again is as you start building up with those little steps, sooner or later, that big step happens before you've even seeing like you have pound here pound there pound pound five pounds five 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 ten this is what happens because the story that's holding you locked in the expectation that's calling in the thing that you don't want starts to dissolve with more and more evidence to the contrary which is the positive contrary we see this with financial abundance as well all the time we start people looking at um creating smaller amounts looking at what their monthly needs are and chipping that away. And before you know it, they have opportunities that come in. They have massive manifestations that come in. The same with my money game, which is a, a topic of my book, Money Game. It's starting with manifesting $5, $10, a dollar here, a dollar there. And then people find, wow, $1,000 showed up. I had a woman that sent me an email that 14 grand showed up. She didn't know where it came from, but she's been doing these little, 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 little things. And then the big things show up. With my money game, the current record is $75,000 manifested in two days two days 75 grand but that person was starting with the little things first and then the big thing shows up right and then it's getting people to believe in the little shifts mm -hmm. those micro shifts mm -hmm. because we live in this microwave society we want to see fast results and then we believe that we got to do big things to see big results and so this is where i love your your process <laughs> you can really bring people with the stories as well as your very i love and i and we haven't gotten to the fourth point even yet but <laughs> I, I love the process so we've got mm -hmm. acceptance clearing gratitude and then your fourth point is listening listen mm -hmm. 
listening to where I'm at, thinking and feeling with awareness. Where am I at in the process? Am I still having resistance or can I push the boat out a little bit more? Okay, I've been doing this one pound for a little bit. Am I ready to go for two? Okay, I've been, you know, with support of the right, you know, with my doctors, I've been bringing my medication down a little bit. Am I ready to bring it a little bit more? Am I ready to start moving over to maybe a homeopathic remedy that's going to support me with my journey? But by doing it in those steps and listening to where I'm at, I can start to keep course correcting and moving towards uh, this abundance in my help or in my love or in my in my in my finances. But most importantly for me, for the fourth step is about recognizing that the reason why I need to do that is because I am human, yeah. right? Yeah. We're human. None of us were microwave made in our mum's tummies. We all spent <laughs> around about the nine months. No flower goes from seed to, to, to fully bloomed. No tree goes from, from, from simple seed to bearing fruit. Everything goes through this law of gestation. And another level of accept, because each of these four steps has got, you know, seven levels to them that we, we go through with people when we're, we're diving in with them. But even looking at accepting the truth of how reality is constructed, that things move in seasons. There are going to be days when you don't feel like working out. That doesn't mean that you should stop. Maybe find something fun that you actually love to do. Maybe that's when you're going to go for a walk, or maybe you're going to go and play some tennis or go for a swim so you can keep up the movement. But honor that you don't really feel like going to push weights today or going to go and do a 20 mile run, but still maintain the momentum. But again, that's thinking and feeling with awareness, tuning in to yourself. Or maybe right. you can say, hey, I don't feel like doing, you know, a 20 minute Tabata session, but maybe I can at least go and skip for 10 minutes or I can at least, you know, go for a nice long walk or do something. But that requires me listening into where I'm at and what's going on with me so I can make the, the choice consciously to keep on course with my, with my goal and my intention. Right. Oh my goodness. The listening part is huge. And I, and I feel like you probably come against this with your, your clients and your listeners as well, but it's really understanding it's the human part. Whenever I think human, I think this is why we need all that grace and the reset buttons, because it's never going to be perfect. That expectation of ever getting to this point where we just get to settle in smooth sailing is Mm -hmm. like, that is not happening. We need to know that the bumps and the barriers are going to come so that we mm-hmm. expect them and then we course correct and keep going. So thank you for explaining that so beautifully. That was amazing. Okay. So you do have a journal out there um, that is mm-hmm. called dreamer journal, and it takes you through these mm-hmm. four concepts as people are supposed to, how, how is somebody supposed to work that journal? Just every day, you know, every it's day. Got journal prompts. It's got prompts that you can follow every day. It's got things you can track. There's a space to write your gratitudes every day at the back. You can keep a track on the intentions that you're working on. Uh, but every day you've got space to just ask yourself these prompts that we give you. Like, hey, where have I not been given? Where have I been giving up my power today? Where have I struggled with actually coming into the present moment? What story has got me caught in the future or got me in the, caught in the past? You know, where can I get some support? We've got, again, the, the, the encyclopedia of tools that you can use to, to come back to the now or in the back. What's been my experience with what I'm working with right now? How can I actually get some support with this? But it's bringing it from the unseen into the scene and making it real and making it tangible. Um, I think it's very difficult to underestimate how much power there is in actually cementing it and bringing it into the real world by writing it down. Yeah, that's what I was just going to ask you. If somebody is not journaling, do you feel like they're missing a huge component of their success? I think there's so many different ways that you can journal. that I think sometimes people get caught up in one way of journaling. Maybe you're not going to have 21 pages of heartfelt 
weepy things that you're going to write down. That might not be you. It could just be a couple of prompts. Yeah. It could just be, you know, what have I done today to move the needle forward? Or what have I done today to move the needle backwards? And how do I feel about what I can do with that tomorrow? Prompts that can support people. Some people just like to freeform. But just having some kind of practice where you're pulling something out of your head and pulling it on paper, yes, is definitely you're selling yourself short. But finding some prompt or some kind of methodology around journaling that works for you, I think is essential because not everything is going to work for everybody. Great. Have you had any of your followers start to do this? I've had a couple of clients start to do voice recordings on their phone to just quickly get it out. Yeah. Some people, it's just having a a space to actually get it out. Um, Again, this is knowing yourself, right? Some people don't want to sit down and write something but they can sit down and write, write something and they, they'll delete it afterwards. Some people like, I read my journals for the week, every Saturday morning. It's one of the things I, I do when I'm playing with, with the baby. I sort of read my journals for the week. I highlight some ideas. And at the end of the month, I look at the things I've highlighted and see if there's anything that's going to support me. Some people don't want to do that. Some people just need to get it out. You know, okay. um, some people just need to scream it out and not even record it. It's just go somewhere and scream it out. It's letting that energy move and not have it stagnant and stuck inside. Right. Oh, that's so good. Um, can we shout out, do it with Dan for a second, your podcast? Because <laughs> <laughs> loved it. Uh, I need to know though, like what instigated that for you and what, because it felt like a lot of your interviewed guests uh, all came in with different topics, but all of the same type of a thing. So like, what's your main passion within that? So I used to have a, a consulting business. I, I'm back in consulting now again, but I used to have a consulting business. And when I was getting the, the calls to come and do something more, do this kind of work, I kind of made a deal with the universe. It's like, okay, I'll, I'll do this podcast thing, you know, like leave me alone. I'll write, I'll write the book. I kind of like my life now. I don't want to rock the boat. I built this up from, from you know, a big pile of poop to something I love. I don't want to, I don't want to risk it all again. So initially it was just a deal with the universe that I'm going to share something positive and share my work with people in a platform that they can connect with. And then uh, there was an aspect of it of, well, nobody's going to give me a shot to come and speak on bigger platforms unless they can hear me. So here's a platform. And then I just wanted to have a cool space of me getting to meet and chat with cool people and letting people be a fly on the wall for those conversations. A lot of the conversations on the podcast, I'm connecting with people for the first time and getting to know them and getting to know their story and sharing it with others. Some people have referred people. Some people I met them are like, you're really cool. I don't want to ask anything more now. Come on the podcast. Um, there's some other stuff thrown in there. There's like clips from retreats and workshops we've thrown in the mix and, you know, other things where it's more practical tools and, and tips and stuff. But yeah. a lot of it's just really cool people that are going to, number one, inspire you to do something different. Number two, give you some tools that are going to empower you to do that. And number three, kind of rob you of the excuse that you can't do it for yourself. So what do you like better? Do you like being in the hot seat today or do you like being the one putting someone in the hot seat? <laughs> Depends on my mood, really. Sometimes <laughs> I'm not in the mood to do interviews, right? And we've got a lot of interviews in the bank at the moment. At the point of us recording this in August, we're actually not taking any interviews till probably the back end of this year because we've, we've got like a backlog of, of interviews to get out. So um, I do miss it a little bit because I haven't done any done any for, for, for a while. But yeah. I, I love getting the opportunity to having like you've asked questions that I haven't been asked before we've looked at things from a different angle getting to show the work that we're doing around people understanding that abundance is their birthright through the lens of health great that's a new angle that's going to challenge me that's going to expand me and give me the opportunity to bring this work to more people too right oh the people part of this is amazing and would be worth doing it you're I think you're at 163 episodes 
and oh, like 137 <laughs> with yours today um that you get yeah you get to me i would never have met you if it weren't for podcasting and and now I'm going to have to incorporate the word groovy into my uh, repertoire because <laughs> I love you that you use it. it. You have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> and what's it, what's hilarious as well is that there are people that um, I get to meet, especially now because we've got a lot of episodes. We've got like, we've been blessed. That a lot of people are taking the time out to rate and review so people know that people are listening. So, you know, when there's people that I really want to meet, I really want to sort of learn from them and, and hear from them. They're a lot more open and responsive to me saying, hey, I've got a podcast and you come on the podcast versus, hey, I really want to learn from you. Let's have a Zoom. It's like, let's have a Zoom, record it and share it with other people. There's a great, there's a great magic to that too. Yeah, it just feels like your content gets to keep going versus it's always, it boils down to people's time and energy and just making sure that we're respectful of it and exactly. we can keep using it, which is, I, I love that about the recorded, you know, I was talking to another soccer mom the other day and I thought, I'm going to forward you this podcast episode because it was about mindset training and just being able to pull from this bank that comes mm-hmm. in different scenarios. It just, mm-hmm. it's a really cool um, what else are we missing from you? I, I wanted to ask you this question. I kind of ask all my guests this, but if you could wrap your arms around our listeners and kind of give mm-hmm. them like your biggest piece of advice, or if they, even the way that you talk to your children, like what's your one thing that you just hope and wish out of people? Remembering that what you want wants you to. Mm. Like that health wants you to. You're not fighting for something, you're not coercing something to want to be in your life it wants to be there just let it in oh it's so good yes why does everything have to be a fight all the time in order for us to like enjoy it or mm. yeah mm. Oh, so good anything else that you would like to shout out to the world that i haven't asked yet well, i just really want to bring people to i mean you've got 137 episodes okay if people were just to take one thing away from that episode don't try and grab all of it and integrate all of it every week. You're going to hit a brick wall. Just one thing. Go back to those episodes on Lindsay's podcast that you really love. Find one thing in the episode that you can actually implement and actually put the work into implementing it and give it time. Give that seed time to grow. Um, don't expect it to happen overnight. Give yourself love and compassion. Remember that you're human. But just one thing. And if you keep moving the needle every week, every one of these episodes, one thing, your life has to change. It has to be. Yeah. So good. Okay. And people are going to love you, Daniel. Where else can they continue <laughs> to go find you? <laughs> Everything's over at dreamwithdan.com. Dreamwithdan.com is, is the place that it all happens. And again, like I said, you will see that my work is more about financial abundance. And if that's what you're into, cool. But understand that at the end of the day, what I'm going to be empowering you to do is just, just live your life on your terms. And if you will open up to that abundance being uh, evident in every area of your life, then you will start to find that changes happen in other areas when you focus on one. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. If this topic served any purpose for you, or you can picture that exact person who needed this. I'm always honored when you share the episode, we are making 2021 the year that we are going to pour motivation and inspiration onto others. I also always appreciate it when you leave reviews on iTunes and rate the podcast. I send you off with all the praise and momentum you deserve for staying open-minded to new information, keeping an open mind to the fact that our journey will look different now and in five years from now 
slow and steady, y'all. It's not always instant gratification and not always that exciting, but a much gentler and redeeming path that will serve you well throughout all the years and every season of life. I cannot wait to catch up next Friday. Cheers to health and happiness.